Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like Ford FX helps students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon. You must be talking about right brand bacon because mm-hmm. they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed and real Wood smoke, real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Right Brand Bacon. That's called Right Brand Bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals. It's not about being the best in the world. It's about doing what's best for the world. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. We will get back to some of the World Cup conversation a little bit later in the show because what a tale of two halves. Plus, we got Clint Dempsey, one of the best U.S. soccer players ever, joining us at 10.20 a.m. Eastern time. But the college football playoff we need to get into. But before we get into the college football playoff, Evidently, one of our great listeners, <laughs> Mark in Cincinnati, had a serious groin incident in high school. I feel like we need to – you know what? If there's ever a day for people to call us up Theme at show. 877-3DP-SHOW and talk about their epic NAD incidents, we got to get into it. What's up, Mark? Uh, so I, I was 18, senior year of high school. Um, first period, went out in a conference rival, rivalry and blocked a slap shot from about nah, probably four feet away. Um, took it right in the giblets, so you can add that one to the list. Yes. Um, and shattered my cup in about seven spots. Went, retracted my uh, right testicle up into my stomach. Went in at uh, intermission, or in between periods. Uh, sat with like 10 pounds of ice on my nuts. Um went back out, finished the game, went to the ER after the game was done uh, to make sure that nothing was ruptured or any problems. And the ER doc, bear in mind, because of my age, my parents are with me too, right? My mom and dad. And they, uh, the doctor's like, yeah, you know, I think everything's fine. You got good blood flow and nothing looks ruptured or destroyed. Um, but, you know, you're, you're going to want to probably, you know, check a few times throughout the course of the week. I'm like, Doc, I'm 18. I'm checking it more than a couple of times a week to begin with. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, just just an absolute disaster. So I know what Christian went through yesterday, uh, and happy to, happy to see the boys get a win. Wow. You know what's so interesting about that, Mark? Um, two thoughts, right? Number one, I don't know if Mark's still there or not. Was your mom, like, in there with you when they were doing the exam? Oh, that's awkward. 
that would not that would not be i'd be like mom you can sit this one out you can be out there just stay in the waiting room mom um the other thing is how do you shatter the cup and then still have that much of issues what i mean what would have happened if it wasn't for that is it are, are these cups like disposable what a hero though. like are, are these cups like your car seats that they can only be used once or like an airbag that you, they use once and it's over or something marvin I think uh, Mark in Cincinnati has uh, what we call testicular fortitude. Yeah. Nice. Nice, <laughs> Marvin. Um, speaking of nice, you know what I love about the show? I know everybody likes to give him flack. I love Fritzy because the college football playoff was announced last night. At least the the final six rankings going into next week. So who does Fritzy get for us? In my opinion, the best college football writer that's out there, huge fan of Andy Staples. He covers college football for the athletic, of course. Andy, thank you so much for coming on the show. Now, I know you played college football at Florida. Do you have any epic um, epic shot to the nuts stories, either personally or from a teammate? Play is a relative term. I was a human tackling dummy, but I, I will say – like playing, I was an offensive lineman like you. Playing along the line, you don't get as many of those. Like you get the occasional sack tap, stuff happens in piles, but you don't get the high speed collision down there. Like that that story he just told. Like hockey players are built different. No, they definitely are. There's no question. And you're right about that. People are like amazed. When I tell them football players don't wear cups, I'm like, absolutely not. I don't know anybody yeah, that wears a it, cup. It's move. like annoying. It's it's not in a good place for you to have it. So, um, yeah, football players don't wear cups. But you're right. You would think there actually would be more more shots to the cajones. That I don't even know what a cajone is. <laughs> well, I don't even know, all I know is one time in my life I've seen – the uh that region referred to as the cajone <laughs> so i'm trying to rack up as many of them throughout the course of the show but as i can Andy. So I, 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 they, I, I don't know if you took spanish at princeton it's uh the jay's silent it's it's <laughs> cojones uh and so uh, yes you're exactly right my, like my son started playing tackle football first and my wife's like well he needs to wear a cup for this right i'm like no god no and then he starts playing lacrosse and she's like so no cup here i'm like no no he absolutely needs a cup for lacrosse Wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second. So number one is cojones. <laughs> is cojones. We've taught Ross something new today. All right. Hold on a second. Is cojones the Spanish term for your balls? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So I kind of knew that, but I didn't know it was Spanish. And I thought you I were doing forgot. a bit. I didn't um, know if I was walking into something. <laughs> no, you know what's you know what? So just so everybody knows at Princeton, where I went to school, supposedly number one school in the country, or whatever, they make you take three semesters of a foreign language. <laughs> so please, I please took tell Spanish me you took French through my oh, first no. sophomore year and still didn't remember that or know that. That's amazing. Well, one one more Princeton story for you because you tweeted out this week that that when you on on your official visit to Delaware that they played DJ Cool's "Let Me Th Clear My Throat" for three straight hours, which perfect sense, complete banger in 1996. So, in my on my official visit to Princeton a year earlier, which is where I drank my first beer, by the way, they had the radio on 
in my host's dorm room for the entire time. I heard space hogs in the meantime, probably 27 times during my official visit. I cannot think of the Ivy League without thinking of space hog now. That is amazing. Uh, love it. So we got to get into the college football playoff. Andy, let's just start with this, okay? Number one, Georgia. Number two, Michigan. Number three, TCU. Number four, USC. Any issues with that? Or even I can throw in five, Ohio State, six, Alabama. Any issues with the currently ranked top six as it sits right now? I mean, Alabama being ahead of Tennessee, they have the same record and they played a game. And Tennessee won. And Boo Corrigan, who's the, the chair of the committee, is the NC State AD, he got asked about it last night, and he's like, well, it was the way Tennessee lost to South Carolina. Like, no, 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 Boo, you've got, a, you've got a built-in excuse here. Just say it's because Hendon Hooker's hurt. Like, say that. That'll, that'll fly a lot better because you're ignoring an on-the-field result, and if you're just going to ignore the, the on-field result, why bother playing that game in the first place? Let's just simulate them. You know, when EA Sports comes out with the college football game, let's just simulate them. If you're going to do that. So that part bothered me a little bit. Everything else I'm perfectly fine with. Fascinated to see what happens this weekend. I believe if you tried to do a money line parlay for TCU winning and, and USC winning, you're getting like minus 200 on that. So Vegas thinks one of those teams losing. Now, both of them are favored, but both are favored in, in very tight spreads. So something's going to happen is what Vegas is trying to tell us. Okay, so let's dive into that. Talking with Andy Staples, covers college football for the athletic here on the Dan Patrick Show. Ross Tucker filling in for Dan, who's under the weather. Got the call late last night, coming off the bench like I did a lot in the NFL. If TCU loses or if USC loses, take them Mm -hmm. one at a time, please, Andy. Should Ohio State – first of all, should Ohio State jump over them? And secondly, do you think they will? I'm not going to get into should or I I don't know. I mean, they say four best, and it's the 13 people's opinion of what the four best is, is is what's going to happen. So if USC loses to Utah, they're out. They're going to put Ohio State in there. The the bigger question is if TCU loses and and then then USC wins. Because TCU would be 12-1. and It would not be a conference champion but neither would Ohio State. I think the Big 12 probably deserves more respect than it's gotten this year because there were no off days in the Big 12. Pretty much everybody could beat everybody. Everybody was pretty good. There were no games you could sleepwalk through and win. And if you look at TCU, they've proven they can win in a multitude of ways. They can they can beat you in a shootout. They can fall behind and come back. They can beat you in a rock fight like they did against Texas. They are a, a pretty complete team at this point with a pretty complete resume. That said, if you look back at the committee's history, when they have a controversial choice between number four and number five, they always pick the team that they think would win if they played. So they say they don't look at Vegas lines, but they almost always pick the team that would be favored in Vegas. Ohio State would be favored over TCU or USC. They'd actually probably be favored over Michigan if they played again, which if you saw the game, you're wondering why the hell that would happen. But that's... What that usually comes down to, it came down to it in 2014 when they were looking at Ohio State and TCU and Baylor. And guess what? They picked right because Ohio State won the national championship. It happened in 2017. They had Alabama sitting there. They had Ohio State sitting there. They picked Alabama. Guess what? Alabama won the national title. 
So, first of all, there's a lot of things that I have a problem with there. If that's the case, and let's just go by the Vegas spreads at the start of the year and have those four teams be I, in the college football playoff. But here's my bigger concern, Andy. Mm-hmm. Even like USC or TCU, in my mind, they shouldn't be penalized by playing in a conference championship game while Ohio State just sits there. That, to me, seems unfair. Like, on some level... It's almost as if they should change the system. Oh, wait, they already voted to do that. (laughs) So that's that's one of the reasons why they're changing it. The the new system, the 12-team playoff that's coming in, the, the, the conference championship game can actually help you and probably won't knock you out of the playoff. It might knock you into a road game or it might knock you out of a bye, but it's it's going to be a situation where you're not going to be completely just shut out of the thing if you lose a game that you didn't somebody texted me last week and said why why doesn't USC just sit this one out and i was like well because i don't think USC is going to write the check for the broadcast rights fee to the Pac-12 championship game that's not going to be broadcast and the Pac-12 is not going to do any favors to USC which is leaving for the Big 10 so you know that that's not going to happen but your point is valid, and that is why, or one of the reasons why, that they are making these changes. So what is going on there with, like, the Rose Bowl and the college football playoff expansion? Because I, I saw something came through recently where the Rose Bowl finally, like, signed off on it or something? Well, they're waiting on the Rose Bowl to, to figure out what they want to do. That, that They want to start this thing in 2024. They can start it in 2026 because that's when the TV contract runs out. They can do whatever they want at that point, and their contracts with the Bulls will be expired. So they can format it however they want, set it up however they want. But if they want to do it early, they got to get all the Bulls that are involved now on board. And so the Rose Bowl wants to start at 2 p.m. Pacific time on January 1st. My my thing to this, and, and I would just tell the Rose, if I were the people in charge, and and neither side would actually do this, but I would go to the Rose Bowl and say, you can be the national championship game every year. If you don't like that, have a monster truck rally for all we care. There are lots of stadiums. Andy, really appreciate the time. Thank you so much for coming on the show. You got to check out Andy, all the great work he does for the athletic. Obviously follow him on social media as well at Andy Staples. And Andy, like me, really likes food and tweeting about food and talking about food. So he's a great follow. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Andy. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Ross. There he is, Andy Staples. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app, by searching FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood, a brand that's truly close to my heart because it was founded in my kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton. Today, Laird Superfood boasts an amazing lineup of products, 
all crafted with the highest quality plant-based ingredients. Think functional mushrooms, real fruits and veggies. What makes us unique? We're committed to using only real ingredients, no artificial and no natural flavors. Two of my absolute favorites are prebiotic daily greens, really great tasting, and we've added some mushrooms to support your gut even a little more. Then there's our instant latte lineup. We've got instant mocha, instant latte, chai. If you want to discover Laird Superfood, you can do it at your local retailer on Amazon or at LairdSuperfood.com. And if you put in the code GABBY2024 on our website, you'll get an exclusive 20% off your first purchase. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals. It's not about being the best in the world. It's about doing what's best for the world. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Get in zone. AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? My check engine light's on. Mm, that could hurt your gas mileage. The AutoZone free fix finder service can help find the fix for free. Get in zone. This whole report for free? That's right. Printed and on your phone for free. But what if the fix is too tough? We'll recommend a local shop. Fix Finder, only at AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Man, this is wild. This is cool. I'm having a blast. I never thought I'd be on Dan Patrick's show talking about soccer and hits to the testicles. But here we are having a blast doing it <laughs> and getting a chance to interview someone like Clint Dempsey. You've done an unbelievable job, by the way. Awesome job as a studio analyst for Fox during the World Cup. Saw him yesterday after the game, did a terrific job. By the way, Clint, where are you right now? We're at the Fox set here in uh, Doha, Qatar. Oh, that looks awesome, man. Really appreciate you coming on the show. It's Ross Tucker. I got the call late last night that Dan was under the weather, so I'm filling in for him. Former NFL offensive lineman, although, as I mentioned earlier, I was on the why I'm missing under 8, under 10, and under 12 A team for soccer, Clint. So just so you All know, right. not the B team, okay. I made A team all six years. All right. That's what I'm talking about. You know what I've always wanted to ask you, by the way? you By the way, you might be one of my favorite soccer players to ever watch. Just like the attitude you played with, the aggression um, you got, I could tell you got some, uh, some football player in you. What always blew me away about you, Clint, is that you're from Texas. Like, I guess I, yeah. you know, knowing what I know, I played for the Cowboys. Like I'm amazed that you came from Texas. Cause I just don't picture people even being allowed to play soccer in Texas. How did that happen? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in a small town, Nacogdoches, one of the oldest town, oldest town in Texas. And uh, was playing everything growing up, and I just kind of gravitated towards that sport. We had a large Hispanic uh, population uh, in our community and was able to play the game with them and then took my game to Dallas to play at the club level. But, yeah, all through high school, people were talking trash. Why are you playing this sport? Why are you doing that? And I guess it ended up working out. I ended up being able to represent my country in the World Cup, three World Cups, was able to be a captain in one of those World Cups, and – uh yeah, I was able to be a kid for a little bit longer by playing the game that I love. 
Well, it definitely worked out for you. Thoroughly enjoyed watching you in all those World Cups and thoroughly enjoyed watching yesterday. I live, uh, Clint, I live five minutes from Hershey. I li- Hershey's right down the street. So obviously what Christian has been able to do is very exciting for all of us. Let's just start, though, with the game itself. I just kind of want your overall breakdown of the game yesterday against Iran. Okay, yeah. I mean, going into the third game, uh, we've got we got two draws. The first game, it, you feel like almost it's, it's a draw, but it felt like a loss. We're winning one nothing. We conceded the penalty in the 83rd minute to Wales. The second game, we got a draw against um, England. Being the underdog, we fought hard and and we showed um, a lot of grit, and we had a lot of the better chances. We could have won that game. That draw ended up feeling like a win. But the problem you have going into that last game is we only had two shots on goal and where the goal is going to come from. And talking about people who are going to step up, Christian uh, Pulisic was one of the guys that um, when's he going to have his moment, even though he did get the assist in the first game, was he going to be able to, to, to get his goal and what a goal he got. Uh, they got us uh, the, the first goal, got us the, the win. But first half, the whole tournament, I think we played good in every single first half. But two of the the – the second half, so I didn't think we played played well. In the Wales game, I didn't think we played well. We sat back. We, we absorbed pressure. We conceded the penalty. We got the draw. And the last game, I just felt like the second half, we just sat back, absorbed pressure, and made it stressful for all the American fans uh, watching at home. I just would like to see us be a little bit more – have a little bit more depth in our team. It just looks like when Christian went out, when Weston McKinney goes out, he seems to be having an injury that only allows him to play 60 – 65, 70 minutes, and once some players start to come out of that starting 11, you start to see a drop in our team. And also, I think we're still looking for that number nine. I thought Sargent did play well in the last game and with his hold-up play and creating chances. So it would be interesting to see what we end up doing uh, in, in, the, in the knockout stages versus Netherlands. Well, I appreciate you saying that because as a guy that, you know, is a football player, the second half I was very frustrated because the first half – we were utterly dominant. So many chances on goal. Even that second goal by way, uh, yeah, I thought was borderline on the offside. You'd have to tell me if that yeah. was legit or not. But then the second half, it was like we were just trying to hold on. I mean, we were clearly the better team. I didn't really understand why it seemed like they took their foot. We, we barely even controlled the ball at all in the second half. Yeah, I just think we lost a little bit of the rhythm with Christian not being in there. He's a, he's more of a th- threat and has a better uh, hold-up play and, and being able to take the game to the opponent. Weston McKinney going out um, because of, you know, the, the monitoring his injury that he's come back into the game with. And I thought we made too many defensive changes in the, uh, the 80th minute when you knew that there was going to be a lot of time added on. And even though we saw the game out and the subs looked like they worked, in my opinion, it just – we absorbed a lot of pressure. We put a lot of people in the back. And I think at times people didn't know who needed where. And it was just kind of like certain players came on the pitch. They weren't able to link passes. It almost looked like they were a little bit out of their depth. But at the end of the day, a lot of these guys, it's their first World Cup. The only player with World Cup experience is DeAndre Yedlin. So in, in terms of what this group has been able to do, get out of the group and now have the opportunity to do something special against Netherlands, Hopefully we can get as many people back on the pitch healthy and uh, look forward to uh, making history. Let's talk about the Pulisic goal, Clint, because you mentioned it. Um, Obviously, it was awesome that he – you could see him. 
ahead of time, see that there might be that opportunity on the cross and get the the explosiveness to get past the defender. Uh, your thoughts on his goal and in, in particular the injury he suffered because we've yeah. been talking a lot. I mean, it was very clear to me that he took a knee to the nuts right when he scored the goal. <laughs> Has that ever happened to you? Is that a common thing in soccer? I mean, there's all kinds of things that happen. You know, I broke my nose, <laughs> broke my jaw, you know, broke both my wrists. I mean, you, you're going to you're gonna put your body on the line. Uh, good things will happen, but sometimes bad things happen. But the, the thing that impressed me most about the goal is the 12, 13 passes that led to it. That would have been Spain. Everybody would have been showing all the passes in the buildup instead of just the highlights. So that was good to see how we're changing the way that, that soccer is perceived uh, in, in other countries and, and at home. But, yeah, great ball from Weston McKinney. I think our midfield has been unbelievable this whole tournament. And uh, good ball to Sergino Des, who, who gets the ball across uh, the, the, goal, the goal mouth. And then Christian, having the hunger, smelling it out, putting his body on the line, and, and really giving us that moment, his moment, that, you know, adding to his legacy of what he's been able uh, to do in this game uh, for, for our country. So hopefully he'll get back. I'm hearing it's a, a pelvic contusion. And um, – you know, he was all happy spirits. Uh, it showed some videos of him after the game. So hopefully they're able to to manage that and he can get back on the pitch. What about the, the goal by Wea on the offsides? I guess, first of all, did you yeah. agree with the offsides call? And then just a more general question, do you think that that should be the rule, that like if any part of your body is in front? Cause, I mean, he seemed like he was pretty even, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of agree with you. I made that point to Alexi, and he's like, where do you draw the line? Are you either pregnant or you're not? And I'm like, well, if anybody knows about being pregnant, it's me my family because we've had, dang, six kids. But for me, I feel like if half of your body is in, in line with, with the other player, that like in baseball, I feel like the tie should go to the runner, right? You want to see more goals. You want to see more exciting things that happen on the pitch. And for me, I agree with you. I would like for that to be the case, but it isn't. If any part of your body is ahead of the other person, like if you're running a race, well, then it's going to be an all-size call. They got it to the, with the technology now that they can show that line. But I'm with you. I'd like to see if it's close, let it go with the attacking team. Love it. That makes me feel better. I, I feel better about that now. All right, let's get into the Netherlands now. What do we need to know? I've seen some of the odds on DraftKings and other places that – it seems like we're a pretty heavy underdog. Do you agree with that and yeah. why? Yeah, I mean, I think so in terms of the World Cup experience that we have, but I, I think this feeds this team feeds off being the underdog because you look how they played against England. They they were the underdog in that match, but I think they had the better chances, to be honest with you, and it looked like we could have won that game. Um, things to watch out for with this uh, Netherlands side, obviously Virgil van Dijk in the back, he's going to be tough to break down. Um, he, he just a strong presence there in the midfield. You got De Jong that plays at Barcelona, but I think our midfield will be able to nullify that. But also, you got to watch out for Gakpo and Depay. Depay now is coming back into the team, being more fit. Um, he's contributed probably what 42 goals in, in uh, 83 games that he's played for his coach. He's averaging a goal a game. He had a part to play in both of the goals they scored in their last game. And then Gakpo, he's the player that scored in every single game of the group stage. So we're going to have to figure out a way to to calm him down and. and calm him down and not let him stay on the fire that um, the hot streak that he's on. So be aware of those guys. But I think, hey, we got as good as chance as any against this team. And long as we have our players fit, I like our fighting chance. Make sure you check out Clint Daly on Fox and FS1's FIFA World Cup tournament coverage. 
leading all the way up to the gigantic round of 16 match for the U.S. men this Saturday morning versus the Netherlands. Live coverage starts on Fox at 9 a.m. Eastern from Qatar with kickoff at 10 a.m. Eastern. Can't wait. Clint, thank you so much for the time, man. Really appreciate it. Hey, appreciate you, bro. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood, a brand that's truly close to my heart because it was founded in my kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton. Today, Laird Superfood boasts an amazing lineup of products, all crafted with the highest quality plant-based ingredients. Think functional mushrooms, real fruits and veggies. What makes us unique? We're committed to using only real ingredients, no artificial and no natural flavors. Two of my absolute favorites are prebiotic daily greens, really great tasting, and we've added some mushrooms to support your gut even a little more. Then there's our instant latte lineup. We've got instant mocha, instant latte, chai. If you want to discover Laird Superfood, you can do it at your local retailer on Amazon or at LairdSuperfood.com. And if you put in the code GABBY2024 on our website, you'll get an exclusive 20% off your first purchase. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals. It's not about being the best in the world. It's about doing what's best for the world. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? My check engine light's on. Mm, that could hurt your gas mileage. The AutoZone free fix finder service can help find the fix for free. Get in zone. This whole report for free? That's right. Printed and on your phone for free. Get in zone. But what if the fix is too tough? We'll recommend a local shop. Fix finder only at AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. Lisa's Chill Mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers that whisk away heat, so you always sleep just right. These hybrids blend up to 1,032 breathable springs and plush foams for the ultimate cooling and comfort. And the Chill Collection doesn't just feel great, it looks great too. With thoughtful design and pillowy quilt tops. No matter your budget, Lisa has a Chill Mattress for you. For a limited time, save up to $460 on Chill Mattresses and get two free pillows iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash iHeart. 
With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Rolling along on a Wednesday edition here of the Dan Patrick Show, Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. Those of you watching, by the way, you can see on Peacock, I've played for five teams in seven years, although I look like I'm looking at my helmets there. I got a Patriots, a Bills, a Cowboys. I actually have two from the artist formerly known as the Washington Redskins, and then one Princeton. Yes, Seton. When you were in high school, how the idea of you becoming an NFL player, was it something that was on your mind or like on your coach's mind in high school, or was that sort of far off? Not at all. So probably was my dream until like sixth grade, maybe. Um, my dad's 5'9", 170 pounds. And I was like a, a fury. real yeah. late bloomer. Mm. So I wanted to be a broadcaster. I wanted to like work for ESPN or be a writer for Sports Illustrated. And then I all of a sudden, even in 10th grade, I was six foot 175. But then my junior year, I sprouted and was almost 6'4", 210. Wow. And started getting a couple scholarship offers and interest from Ivy League schools. But I remember specifically Seton thinking, I'm never going to be an NFL player. Like, I'm not even good enough for major college, Penn State or Notre Dame or whatever. So if I can go to Princeton or Harvard because of football, I have to do it. So not even um, not even a speck on the radar screen, Wow, I would say, in high school. Just thrilled that it enabled me to go to an Ivy League school, which is really good timing. Because that's actually the story I have for our next guest who joins us every Wednesday at this time. But before I bring on Marcellus Wiley, who does a great job hosting his podcast on the Dan Dan Patrick Podcast Network, I thought he had some interesting things to say about Russell Wilson recently on the show. The glaring issue was Russell Wilson wanted the plays to break down so he can show up and show out. And that's something that is not replicable. That's not something that you can repeat as a coordinator. That's not a play you can call. Hey, 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 we're going to run 42X breakdown play on three. Like, stay on script. Stick to the script. And Russell Wilson is actually better off script. And imagine if you're the coordinator or the coach, what player are you calling off script? So his inaccuracy is showing his ugly head, but more importantly, that broken inner clock that he always had. He couldn't feel the rush or he wanted the rush to come so he can activate Russell Wilson and go out there and just run around in circles and seven seconds later, complete a pass. That is from more to it on the Dan Patrick podcast network from Marcellus. Marcellus does a really good like that i like that that was the highlight there marcellus really appreciate you coming on the show now i can't remember if i told you this story or not before Mm. but the guys are gonna love this okay so seton just asked me about you know me in the nfl or whatever and i said i was a late bloomer the first letters i got were winner of my junior high school were from ivy league schools so Mm. spring break okay I didn't tell any of my buddies what I was doing for spring break because I was going to go visit Harvard, Yale, and Columbia. And (laughs) I didn't want to tell them that because they would have been like, yeah, right, dude. You're not smart enough to go there. Who do you think you are? Whatever. I just didn't want to say anything. 
So I go up to Harvard, see the campus, whatever, but there was no – I didn't see any players. Go to Yale, see the campus, meet the coaches, still haven't met any players. The first school where I actually saw what Ivy League players looked like, because I had no idea, Mike (laughs) Donnelly, okay, the great Mike Donnelly. You're great, yes. Takes me into the weight room at Columbia. And I'm a junior in high school. This is spring break. This would have been spring of 96. I'm like 6'4", 230. I'm wearing my Why I'm Missing letter jacket because in Pennsylvania, that's what you do if you want girls. You put the letter jacket on. And two players come up to me to say hi. Mm. Marcellus Wiley, who was a 6'5", 275-pound DN, and Rory Wilfork. Yes. And I remember thinking two things. One is... These guys are really nice. That's really cool they came over to talk to me. And secondly, I can't even play in the Ivy League. <laughs> Look at this guy. Marcellus was like 6'5", 275. You had all kinds. I was like, oh, my God. And because Columbia was historically really bad. Now, I know you guys that year, you had been like 8-2 and two or that next year you were whatever. But I right. was like, this is what the Columbia dudes look like? Yeah, you were like, dude, this NFL dream I have is never going to happen because you're like, if these two dudes are in the Ivy League, what the hell does another Dane player really look like in live in person? But you I, actually I was just met- so upset that I, in my mind, I couldn't even play in the Ivy League. I was so yeah. upset. I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't play against guys like this. But people don't know your story. Real quick, before we get into the other things, refresh yeah. my memory. Didn't you go to Columbia as like a 6'2", 200-pound running back or something? Oh, even smaller than that. I was a six foot, 180 pound kick returner slash running back. Like I was damn near a tall Warwick Dunn. It was, it was crazy. And then I just kept putting on weight, 20 pounds, and I would grow one inch every single year. Um, all my friends knew it was coming. I was a late bloomer like you, probably even later. But, uh, my mother was huge. And I say that respectfully. She was six one, two fifty. She was like Mike Singletary. And here I am in college playing football and I'm smaller than my mom so everyone knew it was coming it just happened on Columbia's watch so there's two funny things about that Marcellus number one um my wife and I talk about this all the time because she was with me during my seven years in the NFL some guys have big dads some guys don't every guy has a big mom every guy has a big mom do you know any NFL linemen whose mother is not um, a a bigger woman. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. I mean, that's how Thanksgiving dinner gets cooked, and then that's how those players grow because mama had the, the, the triceps hanging and big mama was in the kitchen. So, yeah, my mom was gigantic, and I used to always just sit there like guys would tease me, be like, your mom is huge, and, you know, it's just jokes. But I was like, one day that's going to pay dividends, y'all, and it finally turned into a signing bonus. <laughs> Talking with the great Marcellus Wiley, former NFL All-Pro defensive end. He's the host of More To It on the Dan Patrick Podcast Network. It's funny because I remember one time I said something to my mom about how, you know, I I, I liked girls like her. Like, you know, she's 5'9 and broader shouldered, not as big as your mom, but broader shouldered mm-hmm. and 5'9. Yeah. I said, I, I don't like, because back then, um, Marcellus, the models were like Kate Moss and stuff. So right. like any of the magazines, they were like, like wafer thin. I was like, I'm not into that. I like. I said, I said, look, you mom, you're big yeah. but beautiful. And my yeah. dad looked at me, Marcellus, like, you're dead, you're dead. And my mom said, 
she took a sip of like her wine. She's like, well, you know, Ross, I look different before I had a 10 pound baby. Oh, and it was hilarious. So, <laughs> um, so let's get into a couple of these football things. The Russell Wilson point you made is a really good one. I thought it was interesting, Marcellus, hearing uh, or seeing, I guess, Mike Purcell go after Russell Wilson in the game, or at least go up to him. Because Dan asked me about it on Monday, and I said to him, I don't know the tone there. Was it like encouraging, like, come on, man, you can do this? Or was it like, hey, bro, get your you-know-what together? Because to me, Marcellus, those are two very different things. Yeah, they're two different things, but you don't have to know what the tone was to know that this was insubordination. And this is not supposed to happen when Russell Wilson, your franchise quarterback, is going through his struggles. Your team is going through his struggles. The head coach is going through his struggles. So you know that any conversation that has that type of look, we know what the context is and we know how we're going to interpret it. It's going to be contentious. So now you have a lineman. I don't give a damn who he is coming up to the star quarterback and trying to check him on the sidelines. You only do that when you're losing respect for who that guy is. Like you let his reputation precede him. He's a future Hall of Famer. He's a champion. You know he's your franchise quarterback. And you let one slide. You let another pass slide. You let another quarter slide. You let another game slide. And finally, you're at your wit's end and you're like, dude, I don't give a damn who you are, blah, blah, blah. So that showed me that this is not only something that Russell Wilson has to deal with losing respect on that team, but more importantly, how many guys have he lost? Because you know when one guy comes up to you, he's fueled by 10 other guys who want to say the same damn thing. So the one thing I really liked uh, about the point you made on your podcast, more to it, part of the Dan Patrick Podcast Network, is how so much of what Russell's done over the years is the second reaction stuff, which is why I'm not really buying the new offense thing that much because what's always made him a special player is the second reaction stuff. I don't know if he has anymore. I don't know if he can do it anymore. And if he doesn't have the second reaction stuff, he's got a problem and Denver's got a major problem. Yeah. If you think about it, Russell Wilson has thrived off of plan B in terms of play calling for so long. And now because he's not honed in on those fundamentals, plan A, staying on script, staying on schedule, it seems like it's a little too late to try and fix his issues. I don't know what's going to be to solve, but it won't be different play calling because Russell Wilson, his reflexes are to always let the play break down, not to stay on that first read, second read, and then try to bail out. But Russell Wilson likes to bail out first, and that's when he has the most success. So you think about it. It's been really disguised because he's had a tremendous defense in Seattle, the early years especially, and he had the running game in Seattle. So now you're in just the play action passing, safer passes, and also a time for you to take off and get big dividends. Now they're just saying, look, we know what you like to do, Russell Wilson, so we're going to take that off the board. Now you have to beat us by being disciplined. Now you have to beat us by that strict play call. And Russell Wilson so far is failing at it. Curious to get your take on Jeff Saturday. I know you've talked about him being a coach with Dan the last couple of weeks, but what about what happened Monday night, not calling the timeout, and then yesterday Jeff 
accepting accountability for it and saying that he made the mistake. What did you think of that? Uh, look, um, it's two things conflating as one. Um, I've seen Bill Belichick have coaching mistakes, miscues, errors. Uh, I can remember a, a fourth and two in Indianapolis a few years ago. Like every coach has this mistake on their resume. The thing is, when you don't have that deeper resume, let's not have that mistake happen too early because now we're going to say, see, that's why he's unqualified. See, this is why you shouldn't skip the line. Well, the greatest coach of all time on down has had this same clock management issue before at the end of the game. That said, uh, this is how you take your lumps. This is how you go through the growing pains. This is the rites of passage in terms of making a mistake, owning that mistake, and making sure that's something you never do again. And that's how we learned the game as well. How many times did you come back from a game, whether it was a glowing performance or one that made you put your head down? And then you start watching film and coach gets that red dot on you. And he says, see this right here? See this right here? And then next time you're out there, you're only cognizant of it because it was highlighted as a miscue. So for me and Jeff Saturday, I thought it was a good hire. I'm getting really tired of the same old rigmarole of, okay, you're a, a assistant coach and then you become a coordinator and your team is top five as a coordinator on defense and offense. And then you become a head coach and you're going to fail because you're going to a bad team and a bad organization and the cycle continues. So, hey, shake it up a little bit. And Jeff Saturday is going to learn the hard way, but I still think it was a good hire. Marcellus, if you were running the show in Green Bay, let's I don't care if you're the head coach, LaFleur, maybe you're the GM, Gutekunst, how much longer are you rolling with Aaron Rodgers this year, or when are you trying to see what you got in Jordan Love for the rest of the year? Uh, I mean, that's a question that's too late to ask right now because you committed three years, $150 million to him, but I get the gist of what you're saying. Um, I don't need to see Jordan Love. When I have that type of commitment, to a first ballot Hall of Famer, top 10, top five quarterback of all time, I'm riding it to the wheels fall off. And we know that the wheels could fall off this year mathematically once they're eliminated from the playoffs. The injuries won't be my concern if I'm the coach, if I'm the general manager, if I'm an organization. If he wants to play, he will play because we committed to him and he's committed to this game. Jordan Love, I've seen Jordan Love. I Jordan Love practices every day. Jordan Love was in the games last year. We know what Jordan Love is, and it's not Aaron Rodgers and probably not a good enough version or portion of Aaron Rodgers for you to feel full confidence. If he were, we would have seen him earlier. They would have changed the narrative last year and allowed him more opportunities. So to say now... I want to go back to Jordan Love because Aaron Rodgers is hurt and the team is bad. Let's just see what we have. That's fool's gold. This is what happens to every team that hits adversity, every team that goes through their ills. The most popular player on that team is the backup quarterback because he holds everyone's imagination. Everyone's, oh, if we put him in, everything can change. And most times that's a failing situation. We already know who Jordan Love is. This is not the time to see more. Make sure you check him out, Marcellus Wiley, on More To It on the Dan Patrick Podcast Network. This week, 
Marcel's going to tell you why OBJ should be wearing that star on the side of his helmet soon. How Deshaun Watson got in this predicament just days before his return, which weirdly, we're not really talking about all that much. And how T.O. was lucky he didn't get more than he paid for at CVS. Marcellus, really appreciate the time. Thank you so much. All right. Take care, Ivy. Keep it going, Ross. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals. It's not about being the best in the world. It's about doing what's best for the world. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings for the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I got to change the oil in my car. Right now, get five quarts of Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic with an STP Extended Life Oil Filter for only $36.99. What do I do with my old oil? We can recycle your used oil for free. And do you have oil for my old work truck? You can find the right high mileage oil to help it go farther right here at AutoZone. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply.